Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Shikaka. <laughs> Shikaka. We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our reviews of Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, and also... I had forgotten until earlier this week it was coming out, but the South Park vaccination special. We'll talk about that too. Chicago. Chicago. That one movie podcast. <laughs> First, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy. Let's get to it. Yeah, what happened this week, Holden? I have no idea. I didn't pay attention to the news. Not really anything. <laughs> Great. This is a pretty, hey, this is maybe even more boring than last week. Although I do, I'm starting out with probably one of the more exciting and yeah. fun things. That's the Razzie nominations came out. Oh, I was going to say Snyder Cut leaked. I, I, we'll, get <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. First, okay. I have Razzie nominations, though, because there's there's some funny stuff on here. Like usual, they, they've got some funny Razzie nomination stuff. Um, and, of course, I had just closed out of the document where I had listed it, so I'm opening it up right now. Sorry about this. Anyway, um, so for those of you who aren't aware somehow, the Razzies are basically like the anti-Oscars. It's like the worst movies of the year as opposed to the best. And what's curious about this is usually the nominations for the Razzies come out like the day after the Oscar noms do. So it was just kind of weird that they're doing it now because the Oscar noms still aren't out. Whatever. We have this now. Hopefully none of them are also going to be Oscar noms. That'd be kind of funny. Um, for As, worst, that, has, that has happened before, right? I think it has, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that happened for twister i think that was one of them i think twister was like nominated for a bunch of razzies but then it was like nominated for best special effects or something like that i don't know anyway worst picture here's what we've got we've got uh fantasy island do you remember when that came out oh i re- i remember that coming out and being like that looks kind of interesting and then it being just terrible or whatever yeah that was like a pre-covid movie um we also have Doolittle. <laughs> Which that came out this, that came out in 2020 yeah that was like Oof. january 2020 uh we have that that new movie we haven't talked about it at all have you heard of music no yeah, that's like a movie that's like directed by the um the pop singer sia and it's oh, yeah. like this really ill-advised film about like this autistic kid and apparently like it was a passion project but it's just like portrayed so offensively <laughs> it's apparently is, really bad is see the one with the hair over her face yeah yeah okay that's see <laughs> um <laughs> 365 days that was a netflix movie that came out that was like apparently glorified sexual assault or something like that <laughs> so it makes sense it's hey, well, on here 
Hey, what a year, Holden. It's been <laughs> quite the year, 365 huh? Days. 365 days coming up. Um, Ironic, because last year had 366 days, of course. Oh, it did. You're right. Idiots. That's why 2020 felt so long. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a leap year. Uh, and then the last one was one I had never heard of, but it's called Absolute Proof. And it's apparently done by the MyPillow guy, and it's all about voter fraud. And it's oh called my. Absolute Proof, but has no proof in it <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I had to look it up. Um, anyway, so those are the we worst We should watch that ones. one. Yeah, <laughs> we should. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are the worst picture noms. What do you... Th- I, I I mean, I guess you hadn't even heard of three of those. Well, yeah, I, we haven't seen any of them. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Have you seen it any of them? kind of crazy. No. I've almost watched Doolittle because it is on HBO Max. I'm I just kind of am genuinely cons- like considering watching it at some point. But well, from what I hear, Tom and Jerry got snubbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah yikes. Uh. Not. Not good movies this year. To, no. I could think of a few movies that could have you know Monster Hunter that was bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, other I feel like other movies were just terrible, but I'm blanking right now. Uh, worst actor we have Robert Downey Jr. in Doolittle. Uh, we have the lead guy in 365 Days. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Adam Sandler, Hubie Halloween, uh, David Spade in The Wrong Missy, and <laughs> Mike Lind. Okay, this is this is literally like what it says. Mike Lindell in parentheses, the My Pillow guy from my, from Absolute <laughs> Proof. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he wins it. Yeah, rooting for him. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, worst actress. None of these are what's used. I don't know if we can. Well, I'll read them out since we wrote out worst actor. Uh, Anne Hathaway from two movies: The Last Thing He Wanted and The Witches. Katie Holmes from Brahms, The Boy Two, and The Secret Dare to Dream. Kate Hudson from Music. Uh, Lauren Lapkus from The Wrong Missy and the lead actress from 365 Days, who I also cannot pronounce her name. Um, But then I won't read absolutely everything. I'll just read some highlights. Okay, so for Worst Supporting Actress, we have Kristen Wiig from Wonder Woman. I don't think she she wasn't that awful. I thought she was good in her role. I just thought the, the writing was not great. Yeah. Don't really want her to win that. The my favorite one though is worst supporting actor. We have Rudy Giuliani from Borat's <laughs> subsequent movie <laughs> film. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four could have been up for worst movie. Worst picture. I think that I think it's got bad. another one or two noms on here. Um, worst screen combo. I always like these. Because they, they're just like the way they're phrased are funny. There's Robert Downey Jr. in his utterly unconvincing Welsh accent from Doolittle. <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford in that totally fake looking CGI dog from Call of the Wild. <laughs> Adam Sandler in his grating simpleton voice from Hubie Halloween. <laughs> And surprisingly, the most normal one on here is Maria Bakalova and Rudy Giuliani in Borat's subsequent movie film. I thought they were pretty good together. So, I Well, know. I mean, I think it's just because the scene is cringe. I think that's more of what it's going for. Yeah. Um, yeah, director. I don't really care about any of those. Uh, screenplay, whatever. Yeah, uh, so worst remake, ripoff, or sequel... 
Uh, we have Doolittle, Fantasy Island, Hebe Halloween, Wonder Woman 1984, and uh, 365 Days. So that's the those are the highlights from the Razzie knobs this year. Well, I give those a, a broca. Those were some excellent yeah. nominations. They're, that's pretty good. And like <laughs> I, I feel like usually they go for like fairly obvious stuff, but they didn't really this year. They went for some more different stuff, which I think is kind of cool. Good for them, Razzies. What, yeah. Whoever does you. I don't know who makes the Razzies. <laughs> Jennifer um, Razzie. <laughs> Jennifer Razzie. <laughs> <laughs> she did a great anyway. job this year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my next thing on, the, on Tom's was uh, the Snyder Cut leak. So yeah, apparently, I just I don't know how this happened. Like, how do you accidentally do this? But like... Earlier this week, some people were able to watch the Snyder Cut if they clicked on Tom and Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) If they went on HBO Max to watch Tom and Jerry, it would just start the Snyder Cut. And, like, there's one of the, like, biggest tweets about this is just, like, I don't know if Tom and Jerry is supposed to start out this way. And it shows the title card for (laughs) for the Snyder Cut. That's pretty funny. Apparently, some people got as far as like a couple hours into it, like before it got taken down. Like, so some people have seen half of the Snyder cut already. <laughs> Will they return for the second half? Is what I want to know. I don't. I also wanted to throw in here that like some early reactions were coming out, and obviously, I want like obviously they were positive because they're always positive but like some of the interesting stuff they were saying is like apparently it's not as serious as like batman versus superman it's actually like pretty funny which is interesting because that was kind of one of the complaints about joss wheaton's was the the humor was bad but maybe the humor is just better in this one I don't know. Um, I I don't think of Zack Snyder's Justice League and go, hmm, I want that movie to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I think Zack Snyder and I do not share a sense of humor. <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> and also, Same one sense. of the one of the tweets I saw was like they they said, oh, this has like a, an entire season of Game of Thrones worth of stuff in it. That that is not a good sell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for your four hour movie, like a, a, a season of Game of Thrones is usually ten episodes long, so at least ten hours long. This is Game four of, hours. Game of, Game of Thrones tried to take ten hours and shove it into eight hours, and it wasn't terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine shoving ten hours into four hours. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. I just love that it's Tom and Jerry too. Yeah, <laughs> out of all the movies, it's not even like another DC movie or anything. No, it's Tom and Jerry. My cousin, shout out to Nick. He's a big DC fan, not necessarily of the movies, but just the the idea of DC. And he's like, he's convinced Warner Bros. is just like did this intentionally to get more publicity for the movie. And I'm like, I think you're crazy. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like. I, I think that's weird, but also at the same time, like, how do you, how is this a mistake that is made? Like, Tom and Jerry was working fine before. <laughs> how is it just all of a sudden taking you to the Snyder Cut? I don't know. You're starting to sip the Kool-Aid over there, Mr. Conspiracy <laughs> Man. We'll see. I don't know. Right. Anyway, I'm going to give the Snyder Cut leak a brocock because it's funny. I am too. It's hilarious. <laughs> um... Next up, uh, some Mission Impossible 7 and 8 news. Some new cast was announced this week. Now, normally, these these seem like fairly, like, 
whatever side characters, the images that Christopher McQuarrie uh, announced or like had alongside these cast announcements mostly made them look like they were simply like government people, kind of boring government people. However, the last one I'm going to mention is why I brought it up because you will appreciate it, Jimmy. First of all, we got Rob Delaney, Mark Gaddis, both of them, uh, or all of these people, they don't have like character names. We don't know who they're playing exactly. But the last one, most of all, Carrie Elways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is amazing. He's gonna I cannot be, wait. <laughs> makes you even more excited for the next Mission Impossible movie. It does. I hope he's missing a foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's exceptional. You know who needs to be in a, a Mission Impossible movie? Who? Mads Mikkelsen. Wouldn't he be yeah. just a great villain? Come on. Oh, yeah. Let's make it work. I mean, I you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the, oh, yes, I'm the one guy who has the plan, hmm, Ethan Hunt, that he's oh, yeah, been in the guy. last couple of movies. Is he dead Plus now? that, I don't, I don't remember, that actor doesn't even want to do that role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is he think back is in this one? I can't, I don't know. I don't remember if he died or whatever, but. Just get Mads Mikkelsen in there, man. Yeah. It'd be awesome. And he would do it, too. You know he would do it. Yeah, he would. He's a cool guy. He's he's Danish, right? So, he, you know, he's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's Danish, so that, therefore he's cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, I will but, give this a Brokaw. Carrie Elwes and Mission Impossible. Are you kidding me? This is a match made in heaven. Yeah, it's a Brokaw. Uh, that, that did remind me of something I didn't write down. This isn't like super big news, but like apparently people had been thinking or like wanting Benedict Cumberbatch to be cast as Thrawn in like the Mandalorian or Ahsoka series or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, if you ever see a picture of Thrawn, like Benedict Cumberbatch has the exact same face shape, <laughs> just like very tall <laughs> and pigment very, of skin blue. Yeah, very blue. But apparently Benedict Cumberbatch says he he does not want to be painted blue, so he will not do it. So sorry for anyone out there who was maybe wanting that. I bet Paul uh, Bettany would do it. I yeah, I bet he would. Uh Borderlands movie. Uh Haley Bennett has just been cast in the film. Uh, the character that she is playing is doesn't have a name. Apparently is an original character for the movie, though, and is a uh, key to the past of Lilith, which is Kate Blanchett's character. Uh Haley Bennett uh was recently in The Devil All the Time. I think she was Tom Holland's mom in that movie. Um She's also in the movie I just watched recently, Swallow. She's a good actress. Uh, she kind of looks like Jennifer Lawrence a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, she's she's a good actress. So just add on to the, the star-studded cast of Borderlands. I'll give it a Brokaw. I'll give it a Bergeron because all that does not mean anything to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mostly brought it up for my own benefit. Uh, this is maybe the most uh, the weirdest bit of news this week. So there's a new movie coming out called Cocaine Bear. Oh, I heard about this. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this is an uh, exciting development. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so first of all, Elizabeth Banks is going to be directing this movie, um, and it's going to be produced by Lord and Miller. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, of but Lego a, Movie fame and and getting fired Spider-verse. off solo fame and Spider Verse fame. Yeah, 21 Jump Street. Um, anyway, uh, but it's apparently going to be ba- it's based on a true story f- that was published in the New York Times in like 1985 or something like that. But 
it's about like Andrew, this guy named Andrew Thornton, who's a smuggler. And he threw a bag of co- full of cocaine out of an airplane into a, some national forest where a bear proceeded to eat 70 pounds of it. <laughs> and died, unfortunately. Yeah, did die, unfortunately. It's I, it's just, like, wild, though. Um, but the bear was later stuffed and named Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. That's kind of funny. Uh, and, I mean, when I first heard the title, I thought it was going to be a comedy because it sounds like a co- like some sort of horror comedy or something like that. But apparently it's going to be a character-driven thriller. So that's interesting. Um, I don't know. This sounds really interesting. <laughs> and the guy, Andrew Thornton, also sounded, like, interesting because he, apparently he was, like, former, like, I think he was former DEA who then became a smuggler or something like that. I was like, Ooh. this sounds cool. <laughs> Sounds like a sounds like a good time. Eighty yeah. pounds of cocaine. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'll give this a, a brokaw. I'll give it a, a brokaw too. Uh, then, actually, the last bit of news I have is just that the Batman has officially wrapped production, so we won't have any more Robert Pattinson getting COVID and delaying <laughs> production even more. <laughs> It seemed to happen like three or four different times for this movie. Um, yeah. So now they've what? It's still like a year away, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, next March, I think. I'll be done with that. Well, I mean, principal production, principal photography. They'll probably have some reshoots in there, I would imagine. So Probably. But they're, they're, wouldn't expect this movie to be delayed again for any production reasons. So I'll give that a brokaw. I'll give it a brokaw as well. Yeah, that's it for that news. I don't think there is anything gaming-wise I wanted to talk about. Is there anything I'm forgetting, Jimmy? No, I, th- I mean, I think that the the whole Microsoft Bethesda thing was just, like, made official. But other than that, I can't think of anything. Yeah, so. that was just made official. Yeah, holding on to our review of South Park, the vaccination special. Well, then we can just do spoilers for this. I mean, I don't think yeah. we have to really do a non-spoiler section. Does South Park really the Vaccination <laughs> Special. Um, if you haven't seen it, you can go check it out if you're a South Park fan. Otherwise, uh, if you have seen it, come join in on a spoiler discussion. I mean, not literally. You'll just have to listen to us and pretend yeah, you can't that you can say talk to us. I mean, you can I mean, say you can something. Into, you can yell into your headphones, but we still won't hear you. We're going to ignore you. Yeah. That's okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah, you can watch this on HBO Max, or if you don't have HBO Max, it's actually streaming on the South Park website, which is initially how I I, I watched like the first 20 minutes or so, like the day after it came out, because I think it was added to HBO Max like 24 hours after it first aired or something like that, yep. but I was getting impatient, so I watched some of it on the South Park website. Um, yeah, so... Um, I don't know. What, 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 do we want to give a synopsis of it? <laughs> no, I no. We don't have to since this is a spoiler. Holden, yeah. um, I thought this was a disappointment. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think it was that funny. I thought the pandemic special is hilarious. Oh, and I really liked well this done. one more. I think really okay. So it was interesting because I, I saw a couple of my relatives yesterday, mm-hmm. and there were three of us. There were four of us total three of us thought the pandemic special was just way better. And the new one was okay at best. 
And the other person was like, really? I thought this new one was better. All right, so Holden, that's interesting. We can hear a little bit of your perspective, even though it's wrong. Um, So (laughs) I I did not. I thought there were so many missed opportunities in this episode. But first off, just go go ahead and say what you liked about it, Holden. Okay, I want to say I have recently... And probably the last few months, I think I've gotten on the wagon of I don't I think they utilize Randy too much in the show. And I think that's part of the reason why I like this more is because it focused less on Randy. I think that was one of the reasons I didn't like it. I was like, Randy did not appear at all. And he was like (laughs) the funniest part of the other episode or one of the funny parts. Well, I thought he was like good in the other episode, but I it's just like. I've been like watching stuff about South Park online and stuff and and it's been like pointed out to me how like Randy has just been like the focal point of like the last season or two of South Park and like I think it was in the most recent full season there were only like two episodes that actually focused on the boys and like the rest were all about Aunt Randy or something like that. So I don't I know. It, I, I I bit. I mean, it works though. I think if it doesn't work, then it's a problem. But I think it's. I think I prefer the episodes where they're about Randy and he's usually doing something stupid, while the boys are doing something. Because this was like I did not think the whole boys storyline was funny at all in this one. So it really kind of. I was, didn't think it was funny, but I thought it worked because I was like, because it. I mean, the whole boys storyline is like them falling apart kind of due to like the covid quarantine and stuff and just like all of these these big world changes that are happening that are in like local changes that are just affecting their lives and i kind of understand that like i mean i think friendships have you know changed over the course of quarantine and stuff and i think this is more of an examination of that kind of on a personal level i could see like trey uh trey parker and matt stone maybe they were they went through something similar with some of their friends or something, or maybe even between themselves. I don't know. Like, I feel like it was just a, it was an aspect of a, a, an aspect of 2020 that I didn't expect them to touch on, nor did I even really know, like realize needed to be touched on, but I thought worked well. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that, but that's not why I'm watching South Park. If I'm going to be honest, like, I think, yes, I agree is that did they make kind of mature insights about that sort of things? Sure. But I think they just, it took so much time in the episode and they had so much golden stuff, golden material to work with that I was like, this is what you decided to focus on. Interesting. I mean, it wouldn't have bothered me if it was one episode in a season, but it's literally like we're getting a episode of south park every like five months so mm-hmm. <laughs> or four months so i'm like if this is the one episode you know if it's one of ten no big deal but if it's one of two or three yeah that's that's more of a gripe for me sure that's right would. that's what i would say holden i i just want to say this episode to me felt like a means to an end to get mr garrison back into the show in his <laughs> normal role honestly I thought it was pretty funny how they did it though, because they were, it was pretty self-aware about it being just like, like very shoehorned and stuff. It was like, cause like Mr. Garrison comes back and he's just like pretending like nothing ever happened <laughs> and everyone hates him and everything and everything. I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. It made it I seem th- self-aware to me. I thought Mr. Service was pretty clever. Yeah. Uh, clever uh, reference to Mr. Slave. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Hat. Um, but 
shoot, what was I going to say? Uh, um, oh, I can't remember if it was about Mr. Garrison or whatever. I, I do think my favorite part was just the old people. <laughs> I do, yeah, I love Partying and just the, talking the smack whole, to everybody else. The whole thing with like Walgreens being this like club, <laughs> I thought was really funny. I thought it was a pretty clever thing since like vaccines are so hot right now. People are wanting them. Um, but like, I don't know. I, this episode was very meta. I mean, they had like the period joke thing and they, they were very meta about that. They're like, oh, this is all you're coming up with and all that. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I didn't think it was that funny. I thought the meta stuff about it was funnier. Kind of saying the that whole, wasn't very funny. I, I thought the whole thing with like, I wish I could just get my shot. Like, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> if yeah. I could just have my shot, I could change the world. <laughs> I thought the QAnon stuff was such a missed opportunity. It it was kind of hit or miss. Yeah, I agree. I thought there was some stuff that was pretty funny with it. Um, how did they <laughs> how did they miss the opportunity of not leaning into Butters being a little QAnon member? Yeah, that, like if they were gonna do QAnon, it should have just been Butters doing this. Hey guys, this is what I learned, or whatever, or Cartman or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was just like, this is QAnon. This is what they believe. It's like, yeah, I, it is ridiculous. <laughs> I understand. I mean, it was a little funny when they showed the very graphic images of everybody and like Obama eating a little kid or whatever he's doing. <laughs> when the when they become tutors, the ones like with Scott Malkinson, he's like, do you know what pedophilia is? Here, let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was hit or miss. I, the QAnon stuff. I agree that one, that that's probably where I agree with you. It could have been utilized better. Could have made them believe even crazier things, but then again, maybe you can't make them believe even crazier things. It's already pretty crazy. No, I think you can. I just think there's a funnier way of doing it. Like if it's Randy, if it's Butters, it, but it wasn't. It was just like random people in town, mm-hmm. and that's why I think there was a disconnect. You know, I think it's funnier yeah. if it's if it's <laughs> a little innocent. I mean, come on, how do you not just? I mean, they're like, they're, there's just basically a throwaway line where Butters is like, "Oh, I just believe this stuff to get out of the house." It'd be so <laughs> much funnier, funnier little Butters, innocent Butters is just so involved in QAnon. But, uh, you know, it, I, it is what it is. And I, I don't know. Did, was the was there a bunch of like Paramount Plus references in there? Or so, is that what, <laughs> what it was? I assume. To be? Well, yeah, I think when they're talking about the streaming service, that's what they were talking about. And then they end up like on this cold mountain. And I'm like, is this the Paramount Plus mountain from the Super Bowl <laughs> commercials? But they never like explicitly show that. I don't know if that was just implied. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know if that was supposed to be a reference to that. Wouldn't surprise me. That's what I, I uh, figured. But I did, li- I did like the fourth wall breaking stuff in that scene, though. I thought that was pretty funny. I, I did it. I just thought, I, I don't know. I thought the pandemic special was so funny and on point with everything, with like the cops taking in, taking over the teachers and the violence and all that and people going crazy mask and no mask and you know the school school over zoom and i think just all that stuff was on point mm-hmm. and the whole like covid being randy's fault and mickey mouse and i thought it was just this perfect storm 
And this one, I was just like, I was watching it and I'm like, oh, I think it would have been funnier if they did this, or I think it would have been funnier if they did this, or I did not have that sensation with the first one. I don't know. I think, um, oh, I, I did want to mention, I, I like the, when QAnon, when they're talking about like, oh, the Hollywood elites and it's showing all the pictures. One of the pictures is just Trey Parker and Matt Stone in like baseball costumes, <laughs> like baseball jerseys. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, again, I just was, I was disappointed with this. I was like, it had a couple moments that I thought were funny, but overall I thought it was kind of a largely unfunny episode, which was too bad. I wish I would have enjoyed it more like you, Holden, but yeah, cause I was I, very uh, excited. I did. I did like them treating Kenny like a child. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you want to go watch Madagascar three with your troll headphones? <laughs> All right, we get the two two three system where we're rotating weekends, and <laughs> I did I did like that bit. No, yeah, guys, gotta stay how- stay in this for Kenny. Hey, hey, Kenny, you like that birthday cake ice cream? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing in there? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else. I. D- <laughs> At the end, when when everyone's saved by air is real, <laughs> just out of nowhere, <laughs> thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I overall liked it though. Um, I mean, admittedly, I have not seen the pandemic special since it came out, so maybe I'm just remembering it incorrectly. But I don't know. This one, I felt like more of the jokes just hit for me. I liked the focus on several different characters instead of mostly just Randy. Um, I don't know. I like Randy more in a supporting role. And I've, I, that's the other thing. I think one of the reasons I don't like pandemic specials because it's, I'm, I'm so tired of Tegrity farms. (laughs) Like, yeah, they need need to end that. They need to end that. And that, and I, yeah, I think that was part of it. So maybe that could be the third special. And where yeah. they end that kind of how they ended the Mr. Garrison as Trump storyline that needed to end. They could end the Tegrity farms. Yeah. Except you got to keep, t- you got to keep Tally around. Yeah. Come into the new season with a clean slate. Yeah. All right, Holden, anything else to add? I don't think so. Okay. Let's review Ace Ventura when nature calls. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, this is our non-spoiler review for this movie that came back in the 90s. I don't know what year. Yeah, it's like 94, 95, something like that. Yeah, mid-90s synopsis. All right, Jim Carrey plays Ace Ventura, the pet detective. He, uh, the movie begins uh, where he is trying to rescue a raccoon. Uh, Things do not go well, and he kind of goes on a little sabbatical finds himself uh, until he is called by someone in Africa um, and paid to go rescue a sacred bat in order to save uh, one tribe from being annihilated from another tribe because um, the sacred bat is needs to oversee this wedding that keeps peace between the two tribes um, and Ace Ventura aka Jim Carrey's got a successfully find this bat solve the mystery and save the day holden what do you think of ace ventura when nature calls 
it's it's pretty fantastic <laughs> it's really funny uh the first time I watched this was with Jimmy, actually. It was my freshman year, his sophomore year of college, and we were on band, our band's tour around uh, South Dakota and Minnesota and whatever, and we were just on the bus, and uh, Jimmy had it on his laptop, and we watched it, and I was, I was laughing pretty hard at it. I thought it was absolutely funny. I, you know, before this, I had never... I think I had watched like Dumb and Dumber a long time ago, but I had never really watched Jim Carrey, like hype Jim Carrey movies before, um, where he's just at his most absurd and like biggest, I guess. Yeah. Um, But, and so this was kind of my first foray into that. And I think it is absolutely his, his peak, (laughs) just Jim Carrey. Like, I don't think there's a single movie that probably goes more crazy than this one. No, yeah, no, it is all out physical comedy, insane contortions <laughs> of his body and the hair and his voices and the weird lines, eyebrow movements. And it is definitely Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey to the max. Um, yeah. And you either like that or you do not like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like that. And I think this movie's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it's maybe my favorite comedy of all time. I don't okay. know what I would put above it. Uh, I It's my favorite Jim Carrey movie at the very least. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember the first time I saw it in like fourth grade, it absolutely blew my mind and shaped my, <laughs> or maybe I was fifth or sixth, sixth grade maybe, uh, but it shaped my, you know, sense of humor for ever since basically. And sure. I basically, <laughs> I tried to be Jim Carrey for a while and um, back when I was funny. <laughs> You did the Ace Ventura hair. <laughs> yeah, I did the Ace Ventura hair <laughs> in middle school and just walking around. Um, <laughs> but I think this movie is is hilarious. I think uh, the opening scene is like, I don't know, it's like really well done, <laughs> which is weird <laughs> to say. Like the score is like very majestic and good. Yeah. And you're like, this is a comedy and the editing's really good. It's fast paced. It's intense. Um, but then it's also hilarious at the same time. <laughs> so I think the movie like, just starts out with an absolute bang. Yeah, it doesn't really slow down either. Like the whole movie is just really funny. It's, I mean, it's, it's got a very loose story. It's got, aside from Ace Ventura, the characters are kind of just like whatever. <laughs> They're just there to serve the, the plot and other jokes and stuff. But it's it's basically just a movie just of Jim Carrey jokes, which is why I think it why I like it so much because it's so yeah. funny. It's got great lines in it. I mean, I would say you know if you can find it on a streaming service, watch the opening scene. If you don't think it's very funny, <laughs> then you're probably not going to like the rest of the movie. If you do think it's funny, you will like the rest of the movie. I can't wait to go into spoilers and just talk about <laughs> the favorite parts because there are the some iconic, jokes. iconic scenes in, in this movie. There are. OK, so this is directed by Steve Odekirk, who the name might not mean much to many. But if you've ever seen the movie Kung Pao Enter the Fist, he also no. directed that. It's from like 2001. And I, he also start actually Steve Odekirk starred in that, too. But it's this movie that basically takes like old footage from like obscure kung fu movies and like he splices himself into them <laughs> and it's just like this comedy <laughs> parody of like kung fu movies i kind of want to make you watch it sometime because it is like 
it's kind of like this where I feel like you'll either love it or you hate it. I love it. I that was that was I think Kung Pao for me was like the sixth grade movie that shaped my sense of humor because I watched it around then. So we both had a Steve Odekirk movie that just shaped our our wow. uh, our humor, I guess. Um, but yeah, and I definitely get a lot of vibes, like similar vibes between these two because they're just like ridiculous. They've got they both got like weirdly good stunts in them too. Like I, I was kind of surprised. Like this one has some pretty cool stunt work in it. I was surprised. Um, I really like like without like really spoiling what happens there's some really cool like animal stuff in it like uh, just in general mm-hmm. like i think there's a there's a scene towards the end where there's just a bunch of animals and i'm like how did they film this i was this chaotic that too. <laughs> like i it's wild and it doesn't i mean none of it's like cg or anything um so i was just like curious about that um but like in terms of like filmmaking techniques there is some like pretty interesting stuff in here yeah i think it's like a well-made movie too which Mm -hmm. is i don't think it gets credit for i think it's it's pretty well paced um i don't think there are that many like i don't think there are that many scenes that are just like oh this doesn't stick the landing and it's just boring or whatever it just kind of clips around clips along and then it ends it's not too long and it's got a like a, a good ending and um it's got just great jokes throughout and i, I don't know i i don't know what to tell you you either gonna like this movie or <laughs> you're gonna date it because it's very oh, polarizing yeah oh and um another similar to kung pao it's there's a lot of humor in the editing too like as much as jim carrey brings to the movie i think there's some like camera things they do or at least with cuts that is pretty funny that's even more prevalent in kung pao but I can see where and the, the sound were this, pointed in this movie. The what? soundtrack is exceptional in this. It is actually, <laughs> I, I actually really like the soundtrack. Like the main, the main song, like the dun 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 dun. That, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> dun 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 dun. But I have like that I on s- my. I have that on my movie soundtracks playlist on Spotify. <laughs> like I have all this, I'll have like John Williams and, you know, just Hans Zimmer stuff. And then I'll just all of a sudden have Ace Ventura when nature calls on there. But then again, like the opening score is like beautiful and majestic and it's the mountains and, and it's crazy. And then it's complimented by dun, 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 um yeah i i don't i don't know if i have anything else to say about this non-spoiler wise i think we just got to dive into the spoilers and um well i did want to say we both agree this is better than the first one we like it yeah. more than the first minority one. opinion by the by the way where that's yeah. we're in the minority with that i one of the things that i've only seen the first one one time i've seen this now three times um but one of the things I noticed, because I watched this and then I watched the first one, is it's so weird how, like, uh, like other people in, in both movies, like, people interact with Ace Ventura completely differently. Like, in the first one, Ace Ventura is just, like, this weirdo that everyone's like, who the heck are, like, what are you doing? Like, he's doing all these weird, these gags and people are like, you're just, stop. And in this movie, like, they're like that a little bit, but they also just kind of ignore it. Like, they just kind of go along with whatever he's doing. Well, they did hire him. Kind of they went out and hired him, so they, like, That's oh, true. we have to deal with this eccentric guy because we need this thing solved. 
<laughs> also, I just love how the warden from Shawshank Redemption is in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, he yeah he is. <laughs> it's the guy with the raven. I just think that's funny. Um, but uh, yeah, are you ready to just go on the spoilers here? Yeah, we need to give our ratings. I I mean, I'll go nine out of ten. I think or nine <laughs> nine out of ten. That's just about us. Leave yeah, room for I'm, something else to blow my mind. Entertainment ratings probably a nine for me. Actual movie ratings probably more like a six and a half, seven or something. But I'll I'll stick with the I'll stick with the nine because I do like it a lot. <laughs> I think for what it is though, I mean you can't you can't film Ace Ventura when nature calls to be like the Godfather. You know they're just yeah. apples and oranges. You have to rate yeah, them no, for I what agree. they are. I agree. Yeah. So. I I think Ace Ventura is uh, at, towards the pinnacle of comedy, so I will have my score it's reflect so that. Funny. <laughs> All right, Alden, on to spoilers. Chicago. That's right. I gave Ace Ventura uh, when nature calls a better rating than Nomadland. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I, I mean, Ace Ventura is my favorite comedy of all time, so I'm not going to be taking offense. <laughs> Nonsense, poopy pants. <laughs> a new line yeah. that I I didn't remember loving so much, but I love the the line where they're hiring him. <laughs> it's like, your request is not unlike your lower intestine, stinky and loaded with danger. <laughs> I think just uh, the opening line is really funny. <laughs> the, hey, you know, you could poke <laughs> someone's eye out with that thing. <laughs> you could put someone's eye out with that thing. If I were you, I wouldn't go there. Oh, yeah? Well, I were you and you were me. Then, then I'd be me. you and I'd take your body to get to the top of the mountain. There's nothing you can stop me. Loser. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he's but, feeding the bird. <laughs> I think, okay, so the, that opening scene has one of the things I, like, when I was talking about like editing like when it zooms in on where the raccoon is I just that's like really funny to me because it's this fat <laughs> raccoon like on, on this cliff and it's like <laughs> yeah I think that scene just like that I said it's like the, the score zoom. is beautiful like it's actually like intense it's very well edited the camera work is on point Jim Carrey is just killing it I'm like if you don't like that opening scene I don't know how you could like this movie because it's it's so good it is um <laughs> oh, I love the uh, one of my favorite jokes is, and you must be the Monopoly guy. Hey, yeah. thanks for the free parking. And he's like shaking him. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Yeah, wears him like a like a scarf. <laughs> um, I remember yeah, the first time cool. I saw the movie, the projection scene was hilarious. I don't know if that ages as well as the other stuff, but which one? We're there in the projection room and. He's making the silhouettes and all that, Uh-oh. the puppets. I, uh, we did, we skipped over the, the slinky bit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves a slinky. Gotta get, get a slinky. Get a slinky, slinky, slinky. Go, slinky, go. Oh, darn. <laughs> Peanut? Yes, it's quite bulky, but I still consider it carry-on. Um, just and the William Shatner impersonation. There's something, someone on the wing, you know. I got yeah, all that. And for some reason, I did not notice the the bit on the plane where he's just chewing sunflower seeds and he just piles them on top of the dude's arm. Like for some reason, I hadn't noticed that before this watch, and I thought it was really funny. 
Um, yeah. I like how <laughs> we're just like listing jokes that we like, which are most of the jokes in the movie because we just like, <laughs> we think it's all pretty funny. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, chitty, chitty, bang, bang, chinchero. Hey, ho, chitty, chitty, bang, bang, chitty. And he just steps on the gas. The subway two miles away sign, everything. That's pretty good. The I, car uh, slams into the slot like, like a glove. glove. Every, After I everything. watched this for the first time, I did say like a glove quite a bit. <laughs> that was that was a. I'm sure that happened in the 90s too, but <laughs> it's kind of like is. the Borat thing. <laughs> yeah, it We're is just behind just on it. So good. Um, yeah, I, I I love the jokes in this movie. I mean. Uh, we might be skipping over some scenes but of course the famous famous uh rhino birthing scene yeah that's pretty good (laughs) (laughs) that's just like that's like really good physical comedy and it's just it's so like i don't even know how they would like make that scene it's it's just so weird (laughs) i like i just someone in a room thought of that yeah (laughs) um He's like torturing the guy by, you know, with his knife and his fork on the plate. And then he and pokes his, eyeball. his eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, gingivitis is the number one cause of all tooth decay. Uh, all that stuff. And uh, I don't know. I think if I had one gripe, I'm like the whole romantic element of the movie where he like starts to love the, like the princess the, or what do you want yeah, whatever princess. you want to call her i thought that was like yeah i don't think you need that yeah it's kind of dumb it would have been yeah i feel like it would have been better if he's just like doesn't have any connection at all to like anything around him excuse me <laughs> sir your balls are showing <laughs> um yeah i yeah just so many good scenes the white devil bit <laughs> yeah there's the the famous fight between him and the the small guy. <laughs> he gets the spears in both his legs. <laughs> oh, oh, that and I uh, I I really like that scene. Just in general, that might be like my favorite scene of the movie. I think that's that has just a lot of really funny bits in it. And <laughs> I don't. Okay, I one thing I was concerned about, and I don't know what your opinion is. Do you think it's like offensive? <laughs> I know that's one thing I think back to this movie. I'm like. I so I go kind of back and forth. Some parts are offensive because he is like this white savior guy going yeah, in to save yeah. the day, but I also think it's just like <laughs> f colonialism, man. That stuff stunk. Look at all these people and what we did. This stuff was awful. So I think <laughs> yeah. there's that side of it too, where it's just making fun of these just people who are terrible and being like, look at these people who are terrible. I do get the whole like like white savior thing. Um, but then in the end, he does kind of f up the whole situation. So I mean, <laughs> kind of neutralizes it, and it, and they all kind of band against him. So I don't. I think can someone find this movie offensive? Absolutely. Um, I'm not gonna say this movie's not offensive because I guess that just depends on your your belief and stuff. I, I mean, I, who who am I to decide that for you? I guess is yeah for me to say. I was actually kind of surprised because I figured there was, I figured it was going to be like a little more racist than it was. Like it's not, it's not outwardly. I don't, I don't think there might be like a joke or two that hasn't aged well, but overall it's not too bad in that regard. 
Yeah. And I and I think there is like a reverence for like tribal cultures and stuff, especially through the 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 kind of sidekick character who is his guide. He's like, "Oh, look at this aspect of their culture and like isn't this amazing?" and like you know, that sort of thing and um but I I can see someone getting offended by this and I think you are valid in being offended by it too, just as yeah. valid as we are not. So um, yeah, I, I think it has aged better than a lot of movies from the same era. I think yeah, that's fair yeah, to say. I, I agree. Overwatch Dazed and Confused, that movie has not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, what an absolute gem of a movie. Um, I, I, just a second, I feel like I have more jokes oh okay the the other scene i really well there's i mean i like every scene i like when when he confronts the the main villain (laughs) like that whole scene let me rewind that for you (laughs) (laughs) that's why you're damn i'm good you feel that you feel that arrest him (laughs) and then when he gets Um. down on the ground he's like quick turn off the lights (laughs) he's scurrying around somewhere in the corner quick right next to you on the wall that's and then that's also the scene or that it's also just daytime in the in the light room yeah uh that's the scene that i was talking about with like all the animals i'm just like and and they're pretty blatantly i'm sure not every single animal was in every scene there but like there's several shots where you can see like three or four different just like various african animals like around and it just seems like it'd be so hard to coordinate and like and like i don't know how common it is to tame any of those animals like seems pretty wild i just kind of impressed me i like how he's like riding the ostrich too because aren't they like one of the fastest land animals or whatever or birds or you know i think so yeah one of the fastest it's like a nice detail um (laughs) i do like the animals coming back and just you know saying screw you colonialism and the guy getting (laughs) sexually assaulted by a gorilla at the end um so yeah i mean i I love no one wants to play with me (laughs) i love uh (laughs) spike the little monkey oh yeah spike when he leaves him to die out of the waterfall (laughs) spike spike look spike he tases the shawshank redemption guy (laughs) um yeah it's got so many great moments i i just love this movie it it's one of my favorites it is um i was i was kind of like i had some i mean i had watched it with you and i've seen it like eight times so i'm like ah do i really need to rewatch it but i just kind of had it playing in the background and i and more often than not i was like oh i just sat down and watched it because it's Mm -hmm. just so funny and not very long and that banger yeah, it's soundtrack like 90 man. minutes like <laughs> it's not it's not a time commitment at all yeah. it's not um, it's not a snyder cut it's less than half of the <laughs> snyder cut and it's far less than a season of game of thrones yeah sure. it's but it's got all the content <laughs> yeah all the content of it season of it game wrapped of into all the political nuance <laughs> oh i think one of the scenes that we we need to mention too is him him getting the darts it like in him and him running around in the woods <laughs> his arms three, three darts, darts is too, too many. much too much, too much. yeah 
Yeah, I think it's too much. He just keels over. <laughs> I <laughs> feel like, like I've got it. It's it's. I feel like I have it right in my neck or whatever he says. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can feel it right in my neck. Uh, Rod Spike. He just looks ridiculous too. Which is, yeah, his his walk just in general, like the way he just walks, he's like bobs his head, like kind of walks very lankily. I love like the set of like the the monastery too. It's like it's like a legit set and yeah, all this. Kinda, like, it reminded me of the the place in Doctor Strange. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, here we don't have any labels. Oh yes, no names. Well. <laughs> He bends over and he speaks through his rear. Oh, him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So many, so many good lines. Uh, <laughs> one of the most <laughs> guys like, "I'll help you back," and he starts just putting cats into bags. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Good stuff. And uh, die, devil bird. Does just, does in, uh, do you remember in the first movie? Does he like? Do bats come into play in the first movie? No, not that I recall. I've only seen it a couple times. Okay. The first movie so has it's, its moments, but Yeah, it's it's still it's still funny, but it's just not as funny as this one. If anything, the first movie's probably not aged well and probably very offensive now. <laughs> now yeah, yeah, I, I can think see about that. <laughs> um so yeah, so just another reason to watch this one. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, I think I'm good, Holden. Uh, I think I nice. uh, just can put Ace Ventura back into the, the depths of my heart. Nice. Till I unpack it the next viewing. <laughs> and with that, let's go on to what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, <laughs> so... Up until yesterday, I had not watched much at all this week. I because I've been very busy. I've had like a lot of schoolwork. I've been in a play that we just we did kind of our recording session for this week, and so it's been a lot. But yesterday, including Ace Ventura, I ended up watching four movies. In one oh my day. goodness! It was just one of those things. I I was with uh, Mariah, and we came back to my apartment, and we the first thing we watched was Diary of a Whippy Kid, the original, because <laughs> she had seen like a meme of it online or something. It was like, all right, hold on, you need to find where we can watch this, and then we're gonna watch it. I'm like, oh, it's on Disney Plus, so we watched it, and it's it is a lot better than the long haul <laughs> that we watched. Uh, I mean, it's still not very good. I have a lot of just nostalgia for it, though. It's it, I I do like I like that movie purely from that aspect. And like, if you've read the book, if you have fond memories of the book, it's pretty faithful to that. So like, even if you had never watched the movie but you read the book, like you'd probably still enjoy it from that aspect. But it's it's a pretty silly kids movie. Um, oh, I did. I mentioned last week that I was going to do it. I watched Chaos Walking, <laughs> theaters and saw it. <laughs> and That's right. Let let me say, I don't think it's as bad as I was expecting. Then again, my expectations were just in the gutter. Like I was expecting like a like a two out like one one and a half two out of ten. I probably would give it more like a three. 
three and a half. I mean, it's still <laughs> not good. Away. Still not good, but it's still better than I thought. I and that, like, it's it's just such a mess. Like it, it feels incomplete in some ways. Uh, Mariah said that it's quite a bit different than the book because she she wanted to go see it since she's was a fan of the book series. Um, Daisy Ridley has like a really weird wig on in it. Mads Mikkelsen is just like <laughs> he's just generic Mads Mikkelsen villain, <laughs> but he's not even like he's not even that bad. Like I didn't his motivations were weird and like I don't know his it he didn't even fully seem like a villain, but yet they were treating him like he was. Um, I don't know. Just everything in that movie was was very weird. Um. That's the best way I can describe it. The way that they did, like, the whole, their thoughts, I thought was kind of cool. And they did some, a few interesting things with it, but they probably could have done more. Um, I don't know. It, it, I just, probably, it probably should be a TV series or something like that. It's, it seems like an interesting, cool story concept, just not executed very well on the screen disappointingly not as awful as i wanted it to be (laughs) oh that's that's always a bummer just still not good um but yeah watched that um what else so you watched you watched three other movies or two other movies yesterday oh yeah i watched um tropic thunder (laughs) rewatch have you ever seen that i still have not seen it Oh my god! Maybe we should do that for the podcast sometime because I that movie <laughs> is hilarious, and the less you know about it, the better because there are just some strange people in that movie, like people you would not expect to be in that movie. I don't know if you know it, like who do you know that's in that movie? Tropic Thunder isn't it, Tom Cruise, Robert Downey Jr. Is that it? Um, uh, yeah, Robert is, Downey Jr. Is, is Will Ferrell in it? No, Will. It's Ben Stiller. But Tom Cruise is in it, right? Yes, he is. That's that. I was kind of hoping you didn't know that because his role is kind of a surprise. But well, he's the he's the one I always forget, isn't it? Yeah, he's his role is like so unlike anything he does in anything else. (laughs) It's pretty funny, and it's all just like a really good satire on on filmmaking and Hollywood in general. I think it's probably one of the better just Hollywood satires out there, and it's just like I've. I've seen it probably four times now, uh, but I watched it last night because one of my roommates joined us and uh, hadn't seen it yet. And we were like, ooh, we like Tropic Thunder. Very funny movie. So, yeah, I recommend it. Um, I think it's on Amazon Prime. That's where we watched it. Um, Don't have that. Don't uh, have it. Damn, Jimmy. You don't want to pay like what $100 a year for Amazon Prime? Nope. (laughs) <laughs> you get free shipping almost everything anyway. Yeah, it is true. It's not worth it. I'm telling you, people. It's not. I, I, um, I, I do have like $20 in Google Play credits, though. <laughs> Just from answering. There's a Google Play rewards app or something, and you get like so much money for answering these surveys. And over time, I've accrued $20 worth of points. <laughs> Um, I wonder if and I use the, I mean I use I use those quite a bit uh, throughout when we do like listener requests and stuff just rent stuff on Google Play but I haven't used it in a while so it's it's up to 20 bucks so did you own watch Ventura I did yeah I do oh okay I had to rent it um oh I re <laughs> I rewatched Tron Legacy 
<laughs> Still love it. I don't care what you say, Jimmy. Love that movie. movie has that is a cult classic. It is. I I have like I have like like a lot of nostalgia for the movie going experience with it. Like for some reason, I I was like kind of analyzing why I like it so much, and I do like a lot in the movie, but I'm also like. I just remember having a really positive experience. Like I went with my dad on my birthday when it came out and it was just like this cool theatrical experience that I liked a lot. I thought it was really cool on the big screen. So I think that's part of the reason why I have like such fond memories of it too. Yeah. I mean, I, well, the production design is awesome too and all that, but I mean like the movie going experiences, that is what cements it for me. I mean, like, I'm never not going to like The Force Awakens or La La Land or... Yeah, yeah. You know, because the movie experience was just so good for those. and that It is true. And that's that's why I'll never like Tron, or, <laughs> Tron, uh, Transformers 3, because that was, like, one of the worst movie-going experiences I ever had. I thought you but liked that, Transformers 3. That's my... That is my favorite out of all of them, but I don't think it's very good still. I... I yeah. Well, actually, probably Bumblebee is my favorite. Bumblebee is probably the best one. Never saw. I forget that comes out. That movie just kind of happened. All right. Um, anything else, Holden, that you've been doing? I watched. Um, oh, I, I watched second season of Close Enough on HBO Max. I had mentioned that when HBO Max started, that was one of the first originals they had was season one. So they just came out with season two of that. Still very funny. It's basically just regular show, but for adults. Um. So, because it's made by the same creator, very similar concept too. Um, but I think that's, oh, uh, in terms of video games, I have been obsessed with Pokemon Silver, (laughs) like old Game Boy Color Pokemon game. I had, I had a free download code for it on my 3DS, like, uh, virtual console thing. And I've just, I've been playing the heck out of it. I've been like obsessed. It's been getting in the way of some of my homework. I need to like shut it off and like put the 3DS in the other room because I'll just be like, oh, you know, I could just train my Pokemon for a little bit. Like whatever, it'll. It I'm won't telling take up you, much man. Time. I'm telling you, I don't want to sound like an old grouch, and I haven't like played through a full one. I've just only seen other people play them. But I'm like the the original Pokemon games are. I feel like we're more where it's at. Yeah. In terms of no, the I, reward of the grind and and all that stuff. Yeah, it definitely feels like you you grow alongside your team. That seems pretty cheesy, but like, yeah, I I am enjoying it quite a lot. And it's like, I mean, it was it was a game I never really played. And since it's one of the older ones, it has like, there's a lot of Pokemon that aren't in it that I'm used to having because I always played like probably the DS ones, and this is Game Boy Color, so kind of having to rethink my whole strategy. So that's it was silver. Was that the second generation? Yeah, yeah. After I think red I green, was, yeah. I did Leaf Green and Fire Red. Is that the third? I think that was yeah, like the first Yeah, that's the remakes Bands. of the first generation. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, many colors. What? So yeah, many colors, colors. things. <laughs> that's uh, it for me, though, Jimmy. All right. Well, then the one thing I did of note was I watched, for the first time since it was in theaters, uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Mm. hadn't seen that since what 2014 when did that movie come out yeah it was like 2014 i don't think i've seen it in a long time either um and i guess i kind of half watched it because i started i'm getting back into like building with legos it's so fun i just 
Now that you have I, a disposable income, you can buy Legos. Mm-hmm. No, so I started, we're learning about ancient Greece in class right now. So I'm building a mock of the Parthenon. Mm-hmm. And I just got distracted and it, and I started building the Parthenon and, it, and it's really fun. I'll have to show you. But I, I, I'm, I had to order some more bricks, so it's not quite done. Um, but yeah, so I, I just started doing that throughout like the action scenes because I don't know. I mean, like action scenes, I don't need to see them. It's whatever. Um, yeah, sure. I understand that they're good. Like I watched the elevator thing and all that. And, but towards the end when it was just all action, I just was focused on building the Parthenon. Uh, but yeah no it was good it's a good movie I'm, it's still not one of my favorites some people consider it like the best mcu movie i don't think it's that for me but i figured i better rewatch it before uh falcon and the winter soldier uh, that's true comes yeah, maybe out i should rewatch it then too i almost watched age of ultron <laughs> <laughs> just because i have not seen that since it was in theaters and with the, yeah. uh, what i feel like the, with the oh, uh, WandaVision coming out and all that. Yeah. I kind of like, I kind of don't want to because I feel like I didn't, di- I like, I liked Age of Ultron when it came out, but I feel I like. I did too. I liked it more than the original when it came out. And oh. I, <laughs> no, albeit, I, I did not like the original. I don't know if I even still like, I haven't seen the original in its entirety since it came out. But. Aside from Captain America's costume in the first movie, I think the first uh, Avengers movie is holds up pretty well from last time I watched it. I'll Got good to, humor. Uh, I see. I don't. I don't need the Marvel humor. But it's like it's a little different because it's like Joss Whedon wrote it. Joss Whedon's got like a good sense of humor, and I, I think don't it's some- though. I didn't think that movie was funny. And he really? also did that in the Justice League. And I did not think, I mean, well, I, did I, don't th- I did find the Justice League hilarious, but not for when it not, was <laughs> for the right reason. I don't think it worked in Justice League, though. Like, I think in general, he's got a good sense of humor. Oh, so it's I, true. You're just a Marvel fanboy. Yeah, wow. it's just because I'm a Marvel fanboy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think for me, it was like the humor worked there. And I think the Marvel movies since have been trying to replicate it to a less... Uh, to like a less successful impact i thought see i think the marvel movies have turned away from it other than guardians of the galaxy or whatever and i mm-hmm. think it's been for a, a, an improvement <laughs> because i do yeah. not i that is i that was my because i was anti-marvel when it was coming out other than the original iron man and i mean i liked captain america i didn't ever saw it the were whatever um, but I was like, I was anti MCU, the idea of it. Cause they were trying to trend towards this funny like stuff. And I did not find it funny. Kind of like in like <laughs> the last Jedi, I just find the humor in that not funny. Yeah. It's like, you're getting I in the way of the that. good stuff. You're getting in the way of the good stuff and it's just taking away from the movie and you're taking me out of the, you know, the emotional, uh, connection I have with this movie. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm open to liking it. Maybe I just don't like Joss Whedon. He's also just sounds like a bad person. So yeah, I don't feel I, bad I, about I, that. I do not, <laughs> don't, don't condone anything he does. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's it. Holden. Other than that, I've, I've just gotten to, to build them with Lego. It's so fun. I, I, I'm like, I think I'll be doing a lot this summer. It's fun to make these mocks. I'm like a little kid. Stayed up until 2 a.m. on Friday night just playing with Legos. I accidentally stayed up until like 5 a.m. last night because I forgot daylight savings time was (laughs) was last night. 
doesn't that stink? I hate the one where you lose the hour. Especially it was like finally light when I was going to work in the morning. And I like that because mm-hmm. it gives me like energy for the day. And now it's just dark. going to be dark again. <laughs> and when I have en- don't have any energy and I come home, it's going to be light. They should just do it right when school ends and then the summer hits. Then do daylight savings time. That's what I say. All right, Holden. Sweet. Take us home, huh? All right. Uh, so next week... We finally have reached the week where it's the Snyder Cut. (laughs) So we're going to have to find time in between Friday and when we record on Sunday to watch that four-hour movie. Do you want to watch it together? Yeah, we could. It comes out on Friday? Yeah, it comes out on Friday. I probably can't. I I will probably have a new TV by then. Ooh. A very, a very nice TV. We'll have to buy snacks, have a little four-hour watch party of the Snyder Cut. Can't wait for my I, brand new TV to just be letterboxed into a little square because of the <laughs> IMAX ratio or whatever. Did you hear he's I'll like, give, there's like an IMAX black and white version. He's like, that's the real way to see it. Oh, yeah, that's what I heard. I'm not going to watch <laughs> it black and white. <laughs> Zack Snyder. Oh. Um, although I will say uh, when Logan came out with a black and white version, that was kind of cool. I did watch that. Again, MCU fanboy Holden Sutter over here. That's not MCU. <laughs> oh, Marvel fanboy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we'll uh, we'll watch the Snyder Cut. We'll get we'll get to you guys with our thoughts on that next week. Uh, maybe Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, I'm gonna watch it. I guess we'll see if Jimmy does. I might as well. I, I I might as well. I mean, I probably won't. Oh, they're going to be shorter. Isn't there only six episodes or something? Yeah, there's only six episodes. I might as well just watch it at this point. Why not? I'll just sell myself to Disney. I don't need a life. The <laughs> Disney it probably overlords. Won't, it probably won't be as good as WandaVision, but we'll see. No. It probably um, won't. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, but then uh, we are we obviously we just did a request this week, so we'll need more requests. Our next request, when we get to it, I think is I'm thinking of ending things. So we'll finally okay. I think that was next on the list. So we'll finally. Watch I know that. we also have somebody requested Swiss Army Man. I know that. I think Swiss there. Army Man was after that. Okay. So but I think I can't I think, think of. There might be more, but if I'm just forgetting them, that's fine. Uh, but anyway, so uh, obviously we always want more requests. We'll probably get, I think we have a gap week in April at some point, so we'll probably get to the next one then. Uh, but besides that, you can leave us a request by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes, or uh, you can send us an email at tompodcast at gmail.com, or you can donate to our Patreon. Three different methods to give us requests, all very valid re- uh, ways to do so. Uh, and also, you can follow us on social media. Uh, the social medias. Uh, yeah. I think that's it, Jimmy. All right. Adios, pantalones. Love you. <laughs>